Wednesday, August 24, the Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio. A very good morning to you. If you're just tuning in, uh, just discussing our favourite condiments, our favourite chutneys mm, here in the... Pickles! Talking chutney, talking pickles. <laughs> or is it, was it called pickles, that yellow one? What Dad used to have, it had corn in it. My dad that, used to Was that pickles? pickles? Yeah. It was the pickled relish, was it? It was yeah, like a yeah, yellow... Really, yeah, yeah, I know. It yeah, I think so. Just pickled like relish. Isn't corn it? and... I didn't go near pickles, but I remember my dad used to put it on his bread or his toast. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. I yeah. oh, like chutney's good. Chutney, if you've got like any sort of chicken, add some chutney. Yeah, oh, that's the word up. doesn't excite me. No, nah. it's like really? stew. I never go through stew because it's called stew. You don't like chutney? No, I'm not a chutney man. You got an oh, enemy called stew or mate. something? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I'm not a got, chutney man. We got about two shows out of Loz's Pex Paste, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that, it's not me, that gear. No. By the no, way, Pex Paste, boys, all yeah. good. By the way, Steam Bulldog Richie sitting in Loz's chair. Yeah, good morning, way. everybody. I came in too early, didn't I, Mido? Nah, no you're, such thing. You're supposed to be introduced, Clark. This is That's your how it works. segment. Ah, so no you can thing. come in whenever well, well, you, you guys want. can go then. Yeah, you can. Come make yourself a cuppa. Have a bicky. I'll have some chutney <laughs> <laughs> on my biscuit. <laughs> What's happening in footy world? Oh, everything, Clarky. Plenty as always. Tigers? Tigers, Manly, Panthers. What do you think of the Luttrell. What do you think of the Go Easy Judiciary? Uh, it's a really it? interesting one, Clark. You know, I was thinking about it on the way in here this morning, mm. and I'll play devil's advocate a bit here, okay? James Tamo is one of the nicest blokes you'll ever meet in rugby league. Yep, he's polite, he's engaging, and I've had a fair bit to do with him over the years through Australia, uh, Penrith, the Blues. I think Laurie picked him in his New South Wales side. Yep. Um, so let me stress that first up. However, I think one week for an F-bomb followed by the word incompetent directed at a referee, I think it doesn't send a great message. And I think that the, the fairy tale and the romance of him coming back to play the final game is lovely. Mm. But I think if we're looking for consistency mm. and we're looking to get this out of our game and we're looking to ensure that the kids don't see and hear this and think that it's okay, I think one week was lenient. Well, my question to the boys this morning was, is it, does it now come down to the education? If you're intelligent and use the right wording, you'll get one week. If you're rough and just go with the swear words, you'll get four weeks. Like, that can't be, that can't be right. It can't be... If, if you are having a shot at the referee, your choice of words, surely around meaning the exact same thing, can't dictate a difference of three weeks. Correct. Look, I've, I wasn't there last night, Clarky, so I didn't hear the evidence. I'm sure James Tarmouse spoke well. He always does. And I'm sure there was a plea there to let him play one final game. He doesn't have a contract next year, albeit he hasn't announced his retirement. That has to be the reason why he's yeah, got one So, week. look, if they got lenient, and maybe it was an emotional night, and they thought, let's give him one game, that's fine. Yeah. But as I said, if he wasn't retiring and it wasn't James Tarmouse, would they have reduced it? I can't answer that. I get the feeling he might have got two under different circumstances. And I think if you're going to call a referee that in the heat of the moment, he came out straight away and apologised, but that's two weeks for me. Yeah, but like in any court of law, your prior your prior, you know, prior record comes into consideration. Yeah, it does. Yep. It so does. that came into consideration last night with James Tarmo. He still gets a week's suspension. Do you reckon he thinks he deserves... He's the first guy that's... Oh. Do you think he, he thinks he deserves two weeks? I think he 100% did. And that's why he came out straight away and said, you know what? Whatever I cop here, I was out of line and I deserve it. And I'm not going to fight it. 
three days later, they're fine. And it. I get why the, the Tigers have fought it. And I think it's wonderful that he gets one more game, one more opportunity to play. I think, I think that's a, a good story. In the judgment I, last night, in the judgment last night, it does say, in light of the player's history and his obvious remorse and his contrition, which was expressed immediately after the game and in the course of his evidence, the panel was satisfied there was no need for any penalty to incorporate any element of personal deterrence. So they've taken it into consideration, the fact that he's had a lot good history in the game. Sorry, Loz, I didn't say good morning to you. I apologise, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, Doggy. That's yeah, good. No, no I'm genuine. Really I didn't know Loz was there. Hope you're good, mate. But Loz, <laughs> I, I want to ask you a question, and I want to ask Clarky a question. Clarky, Yes? If a fast bowler comes in... Yes? ...and a plumber will be the LBW is... Declined. Yes. He turns around to umpire Dickie Bird and says, what you're effing incompetent. Oh, yeah. What would he get? 50% of his match fee. Maybe the lot. He'd have to get more than that. No, he'd get more than that. I think if, uh, these days, if he's using that language to the umpire, I actually don't know. Grade three is, it would be grade three. I reckon it'd be 100% match fee, which is yeah, 15 yeah. grand for a test match. Uh don't know if he'd get a game. Don't know. But he'd definitely go 100% match fee. Gee, I'd be stunned so if he didn't get a game. He might get a game. He might get a game. Well, it would, you know what? It'd probably come down to what's his reputation like. Has he, has he been there before? And if it was Stuart McGill, for example, in his heyday, he might have went for five games. Correct. <laughs> the way he spoke to umpires. Did he used to oh, Mackie used to, mate. Yeah. He used to give it to them. Just blow up. Out of control. But outs. again, as well, different era as well. Yeah. Not as many cameras and microphones and these days I think if you if you were to speak to an umpire like that you'd be you'd be copping it. You were saying to us last week the late Rudy Kurtzman was one of those umpires you could not do. No that. way mate. No and and I reckon there's a number of umpires that um that umpired me when I played where you just knew it was it was oh, I don't know Matt it was just old school value you knew. You, you, they were like a teammate, mm. even though they were the umpire. You spoke to them how you spoke to a teammate. You wouldn't, you would not disrespect them in that manner. Um, yeah, Rudy was certainly one of them. Well, Mido, what do you think you should have got? I'm happy with one. You're happy week. with a week? I think one week's fine. Loz, all things taken into consideration. I, I didn't think he'd get off, so I, I, I thought the two week penalty was about right. But I'm happy that he got off and gets a chance to play his final game. But I understand where you're coming from, Bulldog, because I thought that there was no chance if they want to yeah, make sure that you can't speak to officials like that. Uh, like the big one would be what the officials think. I, I, I'm assuming today there'd be some referees, touch judges, touch judges, you know, not happy with that decision because they would think that that's being disrespectful to them. This text. Hey, Clarky, get off your high horse. How long did you get for threatening to break Stuart Broad's arm? Mido, please ask. It was actually James Anderson, and I give Clarky 10 gold medals for it. Should have got paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> I think you, you I think get it, in trouble No, for I got it, fined, yeah. I, I reckon oh. I got fined. Might have been 100% of my match fee. Okay. Something like that. Did I, they just pick that up through the sound effects? Stunt mic, yeah. 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 Did you become irritated that that... Was the reason that you got... Uh, I mean, that's your office out there yeah, to some degree. Not really. Not really. I, I shouldn't have said it. So you cop... Again, you cop your punishment. What provoked it? 
Oh, me and James Anderson going just, at each other just for didn't like each other. 25 years. Yeah, fair call. <laughs> I think we played each, against each other when we were 17. That was the first time. Um, no, he had a crack at um, George Bailey. It was George yeah. Bailey's first test match. And George was fielding bat pad. I was talking to Mitchell Johnson, ran past and just got just enough of that conversation for me to turn around and let Jimmy know what I thought. You're a cranky bugger, aren't you? I was cranky at that stage, yeah. I loved it. No, oh, yeah, you don't Was that the series when Mitch yeah. was on fire? Yeah. Yep. Did he dig a few in short? Yep. Good. Regularly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thankfully he didn't break his arm. That wouldn't have been a, uh, that wouldn't have went down well, my God. And the other thing as well, like I get that, you don't want young boy or young girl going to club cricket on a Saturday and thinking, well, it's good enough for the Australian captain to be saying that, so I'm going to tell this young boy or young girl to get ready for a broken arm. So I, yeah, whatever it was, I deserved it. Can't half laugh at this text. Isn't it more of a punishment actually having to play yeah, for I, the I nearly said that this morning. <laughs> I actually nearly said that this morning as well. Uh, harsh, you blokes. Oh, our listeners are too good. They're too good. Uh, you have written a story today about Liam Martin at Penrith in his future. Now, they're not going to be able to keep them all. And maybe this is one yeah, bulldog that might end up elsewhere. It's a watch this space, uh, Mido. Uh, he's under contract for next year, but his management want an upgrade for next year. Liam played all three Origin games this year, and he's not on the biggest contract. To be fair, Penrith have offered a three-year extension from 24. So I think it can be worked out, but if that contract upgrade is declined by the Panthers, then it puts them in a bit of an awkward spot. Uh, Melbourne has shown some interest. Uh, the Dragons, the Tigers, the Sharks, and also Parramatta, uh, have some money now that Isaiah Papali'i is committed to going to the West Tigers. So they could also enter the conversation. So it's an interesting one. But you're right, uh, next year, or after next year, Crichton, To'o and Martin all come off contract. And you'd have to think that one, maybe even two, may have to be moved on, which is a shame because it would be disbanding a, a great hit, side. Bulldog? Do they all just get together and say, you know what? Let's let's just stay together, and we all just take a little hit. They can, Clarky, and they do. But it's funny how a tight knit side can be dismantled when you agree to stay together until someone offers you another yeah. two hundred thousand dollars a year, and then suddenly they're on their bike out of there. And I get that they've only got a short you know, period in their life to play rugby league and to earn some good coin. And you know, I know the old manly side from the. Uh, Des Hasler's era, they all salary sacrificed for many years mm. to stay together and win comps. But mm. you, know, you, you can't take too much of a hit, can you, Clark? You know, if someone offers you 700, yeah. you're on 500, you, you, how do you stay? Yeah, it, it's it's a lot of money. I get that. But I think it's also underrated. The, the team that's winning, uh, generally you see more of those players playing representative footy. I think every player wants to play finals footy. So I think sometimes where you are in your career is really important. If it's the back end, I think maybe some things can change and you care more about, you know, setting yourself up financially and, and counting every dollar for your family. But I think for these boys that are in their prime, I'd want to be, I'd be, want to be playing finals footy as much as I can and I'd want to be trying to play representative footy as much as I can. So winning goes a long way. Loz, you know? did you take a pay cut to keep that great Raiders side together? I, I know you were very tight down there, weren't you? Uh, yeah, I think... Well, tight, well, tight in regards to friendship or tight yeah, No, tight in regards to friendship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, well, you do because you can't keep everyone if they were market value. Yeah. You, you just know that you accept less to stay at the club 
you're at. Mm. That, that's what that's what you do. You, you accept less. Um, if if you want to stay at that club and you want to have success, you, you would get offered, and we did. You get offered more money to go to another club, but then it's up to you whether you want to go there or whether you want to stay and continue to chase success at the current club um, you're at. And again, you know, we were well looked after as well. It wasn't as if we weren't getting nothing. Um, but the fact that you were settled, you were in a good squad, you had a good team, you never felt like, um, you know, you never felt like uh, you had to discuss it with everyone. It was just sort of, you know, common knowledge that if you wanted to stay, then you would have had to accept less. I guess too, Loz, get somewhere else. being in Canberra, it was a little more difficult to leave because you were well and truly outside of Sydney geographically. Where if you're in Sydney, moving clubs might mean going 15k down the road, which is nothing. You can uh, stay at home, up, but you, to, you have to relocate up here. That's exactly I, right. I think, the, I think it's different generation now as well. Like I love that Loz that they did that, and they wanted to play for that club. That was their loyalty was to that club, and if they had to take a financial hit, they did. I, I love that. This generation's very different. They will go where the money is, and I think we've seen that on so many occasions. I, I, I just think it's completely different generations see things so differently is one right is one wrong I, I don't think there is a right or a wrong but I love that older th- that those values that Loz and the Raiders boys and I'm sure the Broncos at certain stages would have been exactly hmm. the same we can they get wanted players, to play at that club we can get players now playing for three clubs in yes yeah. six weeks yeah <laughs> which is utterly ridiculous but that's just the world we live well, in well I love it when a player's kissing the the badge on his jersey like he's such a proud para player and next year he signed with the Broncos or someone I'm like, mate. <laughs> kissing another badge six yeah, weeks later. Like, give me a break. Uh, by the way, our conversation at the top of this segment, uh, one of our listeners, uh, Pup, just for you. Pup, that's corn relish with the ah, corn in it. Yes, it was Common too. is sweet mustard pickles, yellow in colour and contains onion, cauliflower and good. Yeah, the old man loved the corn relish. That was in the fridge. Glad but I, like the, I like the chutney better than the corn relish. Laurie, are you a chutney man? No, not a chutney man, Dean. I'm a bit like you. Okay. The name Pickles? just turns me off. Just butter. No, <laughs> the name does. <laughs> yeah. Chutney. Ugh. Pickles. Ugh. Yum. Mate, I remember when we used to have stew at home. That's the same thing. And and you'd you'd hear the name stew and it'd be like, ugh. But then you ate it. It was all right. It was I'll, nice, actually. I won't eat stew, but I'll eat casserole. But it's exactly yeah, the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Mate. <laughs> Mate. Seriously. Bulldogs here. Give him a call if you want. 13.53.53. Now, well, you spoke to Tim Sheens as well in the wake of the 72-6 to loss for the Tigers against the Roosters. How did he feel? He was defiant, really, from uh, what I read in your article. Yeah, he was on the attack, Sheensy. And, you know, I kind of liked it, to be truthful. You know, he wasn't sort of... In the fetal position, it was a horrendous loss. We all know that. 12 tries, one of the worst in the NRL's history, or possibly the worst. Uh, but rather than sort of cower, Sheens, he said, no, this is the course we're taking. We've got our juniors in place. We're going to invest in our juniors. We're recruiting. We've got Papalihi. We've got Coruscant. And this is the course we're on. And this is the course we're going to stay on. Whether the fans agree with that course, I guess time will tell. But in terms of Tim Sheens... Yeah, he, uh, defiance, one word, Mido. Uh, perhaps, yeah, he wasn't going to back himself into a corner and say, we give up. There was no talk of that. It was like, you know what? We're in a corner here, but we'll kick and scratch and scream until we get out of this corner. Have they been linked to anyone else, Bulldog? 
I mean, you, you mentioned Papa Lee and I know Coruscant's going, but what, what other players have been linked to that club? Uh, uh, Liam Martin has laws, whether that's for next year uh, or 24. Certainly, I think they've got some money. And I'm just trying to identify the key positions, Loz, and you're probably better off answering that than me. I mean, we still don't know about Luke Brooks. I hear yet again that Newcastle will come back in the off-season and have another little nibble to see whether they can get Luke Brooks. You know, is it getting to the point where well, it's that's untenable a big one, there? Isn't it? That's just, the big one for the Tigers. It keeps going Luke on and on. Brooks, whether they want to keep him or whether they don't want to keep him or whether they have to give him a payout. Where's that all at? You know, you've got Hastings on the sideline at the moment. I think they were looking at that combination of Hastings playing at 13 and Brooks as a 7 and Dewey at 6. Did, did they like what they they saw there? Or is it about time they, they moved... Um, yeah, Brooks on because it hasn't worked for, for, for both parties. I, I think they've just got some big decisions to, to make in those key positions, to be honest with you. Des Hasler. What's the latest with Desi? I saw some comments from Max Krilich over the weekend even saying it's uh, probably time for something fresh there at Manly. But uh, Desi, he's been curtailed in his two... I guess, non-finals years years and his four years back at the club by the absence of Tom Trebojevic, who in those two years, they didn't make the finals. Turbo played seven games on both occasions. Yeah, this story will keep unfolding in coming weeks and months. Uh, Mido, just to clear the air, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Des needed to finish top six this year to trigger his contract for 2024. That obviously hasn't happened. So he is under contract for next year. Mm. Uh, I think you'll find, even though he hasn't mentioned it to me, that Des would want to keep coaching at Manly. That would be clear. So he would be looking to uh, extend, I would imagine. So the question is, when do Manly make a move on Des, one way or the other? Do they wait for eight, ten games next year? Is that too late? How many games does Des have to win next year to trigger a new deal? I just hope it doesn't get messy. Uh and whether Manly decide to do it in the off-season uh, is up to the club. I spoke to Scott Penn through text message yesterday. He said we'll look at the situation in the off-season. But uh, they had an incredibly disrupted year this year with Trebojevic and then the Pride jersey fiasco. I'm sure they don't need another disrupted year next year in terms of speculation around Dez's future. We've got Greg on the line. Morning, Greg. Good morning, boys. How are you? Yeah, pretty good, thanks, mate. What do you want to talk about? Third-party payments. Third-party payments. What about them? Yeah, I reckon they're, they're the things that really need to be brought in the line. Um, to say that you're signing for a contract at X amount of dollars, uh, you'll go play for that club, but then you get paid an exorbitant amount of money to go and do third-party problems. Payments. Uh, you um, you uh, press the flesh and some dues, get a few photos taken, do some things, and then you're on twice the amount of money you should be on when you first go in. Uh, am I looking at things a bit stupidly, or no? No, you're right, Greg. A lot of people do believe that third parties do give some clubs a benefit over others. The high-profile clubs tend to 100%. be able to offer players third parties. Clarky, you know, Definitely. the clubs like the Roosters and the Bunnies who have got connections and 
are corporately strong as yep. opposed to the, the the weaker clubs. And a lot of people do say it's unfair. And I, I don't think Greg's right when he says it's you know, double your contract money. It's not that much. And the NRL tender what they claim, quote unquote, and the clubs keep it at arm's length. So they don't sort of get involved too much in it. But yeah, I, I'm not a great fan of the third parties. But having said that, if a player can jag a few extra bucks for his family. The other thing, it, happen, it happens in all sport as well. Like, there's a time, I think there was a time when I was playing cricket where I was making more money through endorsements than I was playing cricket. So it's not like, I think it'd be unfair for, you know, we talk about rugby league every single day on this program. They are ambassadors for the game. They are role models. Kids do look up to them. Why should they be stopped getting a car deal or a, you know, face of a watch company or like whatever it is? They're, they're, I don't see why, why is it okay for cricketers and other athletes but not okay for, for rugby league players. You just, yeah, you just want to try and make it as even as possible. But the player really dictates that. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, the Roosters might have a, a big network. But if you're James Tedesco and being the best player in the world and you play for the Tigers or you play for the Roosters, there's going to be endorsement deals out there for you. Good on you, Greg. Thanks for the call. Gee, that was quick this morning, Bulldog. You right. just ticked over 7.30. They might go a Getting bit warm in that chair, aren't you? I actually quite like it. You want to stay? Loz, can I stay tomorrow? You can have that chair, Bulldog. You can have it tomorrow as well. Really? Yes, you can. Right, I'm back in. <laughs> Love it. Thank you, Bulldog. <laughs> See you, boys. It's Father's Day. Drum and Golf is giving you the chance to win the ultimate golfing experience for your dad and a friend to the 2022 Australian Open at the Victoria Golf Club, valued at $8,500. To win, simply purchase a Drummond Golf gift card valued at $50 or more from any Drummond Golf store, either in-store or online between August 4 and September 4, and you'll go into the draw to win. Visit drummondgolf.com.au for full terms and conditions. Drummond Golf, Australia's biggest, ACT permit number 22-01230, SA license number T22-01230. We've got Zach Wolford, the Raiders hooker, Coming up shortly, and just some of the team news ahead of round 24 this weekend. So, Kurt Capel has been named for Brisbane, despite battling an ankle injury ahead of their match against Parramatta on Thursday night. James Fisher-Harris and Jerome Luai. Luai's back early uh, for Penrith against the Warriors. Of course, they'll be presented with the JJ Gilton and Shield for their minor premiership success after that match on Friday night. Felice Kafusi back for the Melbourne Storm. In that huge match against the Roosters Friday night, the Chooks get Lindsay Collins and Siwa Takiaho back. Sifa Talakai is back for the Sharks, although they, again without Connor Tracy, who suffered another concussion for their match against the Dogs. Souths have dropped Jackson Bowlaw and Isaac Thompson's onto the wing. Tom Burgess and Cody Nicarima are back on the bench for the Bunnies. The Cowboys, their opponents, have moved Scott Drinkwater into the halves with Tom Dearden out. So Hemiso Tabuai Fado moves back to fullback Loz. What are your thoughts on the dropping of Jackson Bowler, who uh, then had to endure, of course, uh, you know, pathetic trolls on social media? But uh, uh, not surprised that probably South pulled the pin there based on what occurred last Thursday night. Yeah, I think there's two reasons why they pulled the pin. One, the fact that he just didn't play well. Uh, in his last game, but also the pressure of dealing with the the death threats and what happened in and around social media and the negative commentary surrounding his performance. So I can understand why uh, they give the the young fella a, a week off. Um, 
And I don't think it's any surprise that they'd do that. They'd want to try and protect him. And what happened with the social media stuff was, you know, you, you just don't want to see it. It's it's terrible when people jump uh, on social media and start hammering people the, the way they do, and in particular with death threats. That's just, just not on. But, you know, he, he'll, he'll bounce back from that, um, you know. I read an article yesterday where Steve Maven, you know, same thing happened to him in 1987 for, for South. He bounced back and went on and had a strong NRL career, played another 100 games after that day he was dragged from the field by George Pickens. So he'll, he'll bounce back. It's just a matter of time. You know, obviously it'll affect him mentally. Um, but hopefully the young boy gets another chance and goes out there and shows people what he's capable of doing. Morning, Zach. Morning, boys. How are we? Yeah, really well, thanks. And uh, just take us back 12, 15 months or so and, and where you felt your footy was at and could you have envisaged that this is, I guess, the position you would be in, uh, say, 12, 15 months on? Uh, definitely not, mate. I, uh, I'd i all but given up on the dream. I was I was playing third-grade rugby at East and just enjoying that, especially the social side of it and uh, <laughs> working at Randwick Racetrack. So to be here now... Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a crazy year. Unbelievable. Third grade rugby at yeah. East last year. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or the, 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 year, the year before, the year before last. I was, yeah. But, yeah, I had nothing to do, and one of my mates dragged me down there and, yeah, ended up spending a year there. I played, I played a game for every grade there, so fourth, third, seconds, and first. So. Well, Zach, Mido hangs out a bit oh, down at East Rugby. Go. Did you ever see him hang down? Uh, hang... <laughs> I've actually got a good selfie of me and me. You know, That's right. Oh, yes. Let, let me guess, Zach. It was on Ladies' Day. <laughs> uh, I couldn't make Ladies' Day. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. Uh, no, I remember that. Yeah, no, thanks. East versus, East versus Randwick. Yeah. I'll be there. I still yeah, go down there. Back to East. Oh, so you go, you go more than one day a year, Mido, do you? Well, yeah. Ladies' Day Clearly. plus. A couple, yeah, obviously. obviously. Yeah. Good to see. Great, Arvo. You should come next I'd time, I'd love Clark. to. I'd love to. Um, but, but who's been, <laughs> Zach, who's, since you've you know, been at the Raiders in particular, who's been critical to your development at the club this year? Um, look, all the coaches have been really good since I got here, but I'd, I'd have to say if I'd singled someone out, it'd be Brett White. I had him in under-20s down here and... Ever since I I got down here, he's been really good and just getting me up to speed. And you know, I'm always up in his office looking at little clips and stuff. So yeah, Whitey's been massive for me since I got down here. And obviously, speak to all the coaches, but him especially, he's been really good to me. Zach, what about the team, mate? It's been a, a bit of a roller coaster ride for you boys this year. You obviously played some brilliant footy and then probably lost a few games that you should have won as well. Where's the team sit now? How confident are you? Good come from behind win on the weekend as well. Um, confident you can make the eight? Yeah, look, mate, we, we're we definitely confident we, can, confident we can make it. We obviously know that we can't drop a game. Mm. Um, we're more than confident that we'll get that done. But obviously there's there's some things that are out of our control and we're aware of that. But, you know, we're in a really good head, like space at the moment. And like I said, we're confident that we'll get the we'll get our two wins that we need to get and hopefully that a couple of results fall our way and we'll make our way into the eight. It was a different role for you last week, Zach, to what you've been used to. How did you find that, and what was the reason behind you coming on as an interchange player towards the end? Yeah, look, it was the first time I've had to do that this year. I spoke to Stick earlier in the week, and we just spoke about how I was going and you know how my energy levels were going in the back end of the year. Obviously, I haven't had a pre-season or anything like that, so the body's you know, under a bit of pressure at the moment. So uh, it was more just... We spoke about just 
you know, freshening me up and also just working on a few little things that I'd kind of let myself down on in the couple of weeks before. And, you know, I think I'll benefit that, benefit, reap the benefits from that later on this year because, like I said, I was I was a bit beaten up going into last weekend. So, you know, the the, the less load is probably going to help me out, I'd, I'd say. Tell us what, what it's like working with Tom Starling because, you know, I guess you're essentially in competition for minutes, but uh, what's that dynamic like between the two of you? It's really good. I've obviously played a lot of footy against Starlo like, coming through the grave. And, he, you know, he's he's a great bloke and he's been good to me since I got down here as well. Like I said, I, I got down here halfway through the year and all their systems and stuff were completely new to me. So, you know, he's been good for me. And, and we complement each other really well. You know, Starlo and myself have... Our game styles are very different. So I think it's been working well and hopefully we can... It keeps working well for us going in the back end of this year. For a young hooker, Zach, you couldn't have asked for two better front rowers to work with, with Josh Papali and Joe Tarpany. And in fact, I think Tarpany's been pro- uh, you know, the best front rower in the game this season. Yeah, 100% lies. It's, it's, you've got to pinch yourself, really, when, you, when you're running out there and you've got them either side of you. It definitely makes me feel a lot more confident. And obviously, playing off the back of them is a dream, really. So, yeah, like I said, you pinch yourself every week. What came out of the review, Zach, from uh, the game on the weekend? You're down 22-8 at half time. Managed to turn it around and save your season. What changed? Oh, look, it's a tough one, you know, because you know we we had a really good week of training last week, and we we're prepared as well as we could be. I, I think we just just didn't come out with that intent. We weren't looking, you know, for those big heavy collisions and doing all the little things that when we're winning games that we do well. So. You know, we got into half-time and Stig gave us a fair spray and you know, we came out and obviously played the footy that we know we can play. So we've just got to, we're just trying to do that for eight. I know it's a cliche, but we just haven't done it for 80 minutes. Like, there's games there where we'll get out to a good lead and then we'll somehow let the other team back in or like you saw on the weekend, we were down with 22-8 or whatever it was and it wasn't looking good there at half-time, but... When we do get it right, we're really good. So we just got to worry about doing that for a whole game of footy. Manly this weekend, and obviously there's a couple of key players in their side that you'll you'll need to shut down. And the halves are very important to to Manly, Four and Cherry Evans. I mean, how do you go about limiting their opportunities? Yeah, look again, like I said, we've spoken about it this week. But for us, it's worrying about us at the moment. We're playing. We're coming up against teams who've got nothing to lose. So there's no point. You know, focusing on them, it's about us and what we do well. And if we do that, then we'll be fine. Now, Zach, I know you love your racing. You said you used to work at Ramwick. So you worked for Peter Snowden, didn't you? Yes, I worked for Peter, yeah. yeah. So what were you doing there? I was I was working in the stables and um, going to, obviously going to the races and strapping and stuff. I um, yeah, I, I loved it there, working for Pete. He's a, he's a magician, so I, re- I really loved it there. Obviously loved the horses. Oh, I could imagine you had a favourite horse in your time there. Yeah, Marzu. Yeah, oh, Marzu. beauty. So you're on the Marzu train for the Everest I'm, as well? I'm the leader of the Marzu train. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, can I go in the seat next to you or just in behind? <laughs> yeah, you can get in because there's a lot of people that have love to be against me, so you can jump on. No, I'm right on. <laughs> right on the train. Really nice trial yesterday. Had to be happy with it. Yeah, it was Mickey Mouse yesterday. Obviously, ever since they gelled him, it's... Like, you should have seen him in there before he was gelded. He was a nightmare. So, no, it's good to see him finally start to put it all together because I reckon he's a freak and slowly people are starting to realise. Yeah.
Do you own any at the moment, Zach? No, nah, I'm just getting into a trotter with Jared down here, but I'm slowly going to start. <laughs> what a shock. There's a few of us all jumping in, so nah, I think I'll find my way into, the, into a, a race or fairly soon, I'd reckon. I'll tell you what, Loz, you, your old Raiders, they love their horses. Jared Croker, just getting them all into those trotters. Oh, he's the leader of the bandwagon. He's a terrible influence, that bloke. <laughs> especially, especially at the moment when he's not playing. I gave him a couple of tips a couple of weeks ago when we were playing at the Gold Coast. And anyway, we're in the sheds before the game, getting ready to play. And obviously, he didn't get to see him run. And in, in walks Tudor with his big grin on his face. <laughs> just give me a thumbs up. <laughs> Focus, focus, and then you're like, "Yes, just had another one." (laughs) And what about yeah? Well, what about Clarky here? First horse, and he's already got a Saturday winner. It's sickening. Uh, I know, mate. It's sickening. I've actually seen it, seen it pop up, and I I haven't backed it simply because Clarky owns it. This kills me. (laughs) Uh, Don't get on their bandwagon, buddy. I I told him it's all in the preparation. Nah, mate. Look, honestly, I've had. My poor old man, he's bought into horses that have been, they've promised the world and delivered absolutely not. You are with City with first <laughs> The best thing was, though, Clarky virtually uh, declared it last start. I told you, and didn't I? followed through. Mm-hmm. Mate, it's a great shooter. Seriously. Hey, Zach, talking about your old man, he tries to give me a horse for the multi every Friday, oh. and I just brush him and he gets annoyed with me. Look, now, nah, I'm going to have to back him up there, Logs, because I've given him one to give you as well, and you've gone against me yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he claims them as his own. He's not telling me they're coming from you. He's kidding himself, mate. You know he doesn't. He, he knows nothing. That bloke. <laughs> <laughs> he, he rings me and then goes and flaunts all my tips about claiming them as his own. He's kidding himself. <laughs> oh, I love. It. Well, on that note, have you got anything for us today, yeah, tomorrow, I anywhere? I do today in Melbourne. Perfect. It's, That'll do. It's, it's called Snap. It might be race seven or. Or race eight. Uh, it's called what? What is it called? Clap. Snapped. 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 Yes. This Snapped. is its Sandown today. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, it's a seven race card. I'm not it seeing it. Might be the, yeah, it's one of those later races. Of, oh, where's it? Well, I wasn't on my phone. I'd be able to get out. No, no, it's all right. I'll find it and we'll uh, give it to the listeners after the break. So, snapped at Sandown somewhere uh, today at some stage. Yes. Yes, mate. I, hang on. Yeah. I'm going to. No, it's all right. I'll, I'll find it. Um, it's trained by Anthony and Sam Friedman. Yes, yes, that's the one. It's a one. not a single doubt mare, and it's in race six today at Sandown. There you go. So Beautiful. snapped at Sandown today. Oh, don't tell me it's been scratched. Has it been scratched? No, no. I'm, hang on. It's yes, not... it has been scratched. That'll, that'll do me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving out tips and they're scratched. Oh, it has been scratched. You are as good as your old man now. <laughs> Uh, well, Zach, we'll have you back on to give us a winner very, very soon, mate, because thanks, uh, thanks you clearly got the credentials. But in all seriousness, well done on what's been a great story this year. Love seeing the so-called mature age players get their chance. So thanks so much and good luck for the last two games and hopefully finals as well. No, thank you very much, boys. Thanks for having me. Zach Wolford there from the Raiders. And Loz, in an age where we see you know young blokes, younger and younger blokes getting their debuts, to see the mature age recruits, so to speak, getting a chance and not being given up on. I love these stories. Oh, so do I, Mido, and it's great to see Zach. You know, I I know his uh, mum and dad very well, and Zach's been a a young bloke that's always had plenty of ability but just hasn't been given too many opportunities. And he's got an opportunity with the Raiders, and 
he's done a fantastic job. Um, he's similar to his old man. Um, he's a, he's very smart out of dummy half. Probably defends better than his old man. I know his old man will be listening, so I had to put that one in. He defends a lot better than Simon. Probably more aggressive than Simon. It hasn't got Simon's lip. <laughs> Simon was very good on the lip, I on bet. the chirp. I have yeah. no No, doubt. but in all honesty, mate, they, 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 he's, a, he's a really good kid, uh, Zach, and brought up well by his, his mum and dad. In fact, about 12 months ago, we went up to the, uh, the, the, the local pub and we, we had a beer together and we were having a bit of a yarn and, and it looked like it was going to be all over uh, for Zach. And, but he never gave up. And he always stuck at it, and it's good to see how he's come back and got his opportunity now, and um, he's he's earned himself another two-year deal with the, with the Canberra Raiders, and I, and I know they're very happy and excited with what he's been able to do in those 13 games this season. Fits him well with his show by tipping a scratching first up as well. Well done, Zach. Thank you for that. I did. I do remember seeing him down at East. I think I think we both had. What about you going down there spruiking for photos as well? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Mate, oh, what are you doing? Anyway, we'll sign on Brad. your forehead saying, Does anyone want a selfie? Anyone want a selfie with the face of Big Sports Breakfast? You are a clown. Good morning to you, mate. How are you? Morning, guys. How are we going? Yeah, really well, thanks. Marzu and Mars Crusader. What did you make of them at the trials yesterday? Yeah, they just both had uh, nice hit-outs, didn't they, there at the at the trials at Rose Hill yesterday. Obviously, our president was a, a dominant winner of that heat, winning by three-and-a-half lengths, but um, Marzu wasn't out there to, to, to break any records. Um, it was a solid trial. It wasn't one that said, wow, or you know, look at me through the line or anything. It was just going through his paces. I think Mars Crusader definitely hit the, hit the line a bit stronger under not much pressure whatsoever, so... Um, it's an interesting one with Marzu, isn't it? Because obviously he's won the he's won the Doomben ten thousand. We saw what he did there, basically uh, winning the Arrowfield, winning the Derby Munro, the Fireball, all in the autumn. Um, they're all races that I think it's fair to say are probably about three or four lengths below an, a Tab Everest. So he he's got to find a couple of lengths still. I'm, I'm certain of that. Um, whether he can or not is is the big question, and whether it'll all come a bit too soon, we'll wait and see. But um, I know you're pretty confident, Jared. I know you were saying yesterday you think he's the, the Everest winner and um, look, it was a nice way to kick off his campaign anyway. Yeah, I'm on the bandwagon. Now, final fields will be declared today for Saturday, of course, and the San Domenico, have you got an early lean there? Yeah, it's looking uh, a decent race, isn't it, guys? Uh, shaping up these good horses coming back. We saw that last uh, weekend at Randwick with all those strong times being run. It was definitely the, the changing of the guard of those uh, winter horses and the spring horses coming back. Look, I, I suppose at, at this early stage, it'd be hard to go past a horse like Best of Bordeaux. I mean, he just kept racing the bar, didn't he? In his first preparation, winning the Canterbury, the Silver Slipper, and of course running second in the Golden Slipper as well. So they've got to come back and, and do it at three, but um, I'm sure he'll well, most likely start favourite. Uh, Swiss Exile, I know, was uh, back a little bit in early markets. And then you've got you know, you've got some uh, unbeaten horses there. Nichuno for Tony Gollum from Mito. Uh, two from two, Zuccarino, of course, for John O'Shea, won the Rosebud, which is generally the B-grade form, but um, we'll see how that stacks up against uh, these returning horses from the autumn this week, uh, this weekend. So shaping is a, a really nice race. We've also got, of course, the up-and-coming stakes there on uh, on Saturday as well, Group 3 over the 1,300 for the, the three-year-olds. So looking forward to, to seeing how they all return as well. So shaping up to be a... Uh, a good race day at Rose Hill Gardens. Hopefully we don't get too much rain in the lead-up to uh, Saturday. And uh, fingers crossed we can be on a, probably a soft track at worst, hopefully. What about down south on Saturday at Caulfield with the Menzies Stakes? Um, 
Geez, it looks like there's a few strong nominations in that field, Dover. Yeah, there is, Loz. As, uh, I guess as you'd expect with these uh, Group 1s returning over the 1,400 metres, these early season Group 1s, they're up for grabs in a lot of ways. With you, know, you look at the list of the 20 nominations there and you go down, what, there's 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12, 14, 17 of the 20, I think, are all resuming from spells. So it makes it hard, doesn't it, doing the form and, and trying to assess how these horses are going to come back and and how they're going to uh, really excel heading towards the, the spring carnival. But look, all eyes will be on elation if uh, this four-year-old goes around, of course, three from three, including a couple of dominant wins there at Morfordville before a break back in April and May, where it was just a uh, uh, scintillating fashion, winning by three and a half and a length and a quarter easily. And um, yeah, I mean, there's some really nice horses right throughout, some really good uh, Class Gallopers nominated for the Memsey Cascadians there. Alligator Blood, of course. So Adrian Bott suggesting the horse might be a bit vulnerable there. This weekend, he hasn't been able to really um, get to the trials or whatever, so he's been ticking over at home, but maybe just a, a touch vulnerable there on the weekend. But I'm uh, looking forward to seeing how that race takes shape this morning as well. Some rain around yesterday in Sydney, some parts heavier than others. I think we were on a soft six on the Kenzo at Randwick today. Uh, who do you like? Yeah, that's correct. Soft six there today, which isn't the worst result considering the, the rain around last night. So, but race two, number two, Zoo Tiger does look hard to beat for John O'Shea and James McDonald. Uh, comes back off a couple of uh, seconds in some good races behind Zoo Gotcha, of course, won that group race on the weekend at Randwick and ran second at Resonator at its only other run. Beat home Northern Beaches, who has, of course, won uh, in the city this uh, this preparation now as well. So, uh, race two, number two, and race six, number 10, Arnold, um, was very impressive first up at, uh, at Kembla Grange. Only in a maiden, but ran awesome time and uh, and now steps up here, of course, straight to the midweeks. But did run second at Pizarro going back in December last year. Of course, that horse has been going from strength to strength, so has the right form. And I think the wide gate at that time of the day is not going to be too much of an issue unless um, should be getting to the middle of the track, and hopefully he's too strong late in the peak. Okay, so... Davo's best, race two, number two, which was also Adam Pengilly's best, Zoo Tiger, $2.15 with Tab, and race six, number 10, Arnold, $2.30. Have a great day, mate. Have a good day, guys. Cheers.